0: As always, is Bob, and we Yo, watched a movie in the comfort of our home this evening.
1: It was glorious.
0: It really is. You know, the more we do it on that fucking television, it's it's really just like, why why do we ever leave the house? You're welcome. You have to say it the right way.
1: You're welcome.
0: There's certain expectations on this podcast, Bob. I feel certain tropes, certain callbacks, and I I feel we really need to stick to those. You know, there's the, That's how you know. That you're listening to one of our podcasts.
1: I'm not sure how we're going to work in Batman v Superman Donna Justice. And yet we just did.
0: <laughs> Others might be harder. But I will find a way. I always do. So we watched. Uh, I guess we can call this part of the great catch up of uh, movies in 2018 that we missed. That we probably should have gone to the theater to see because no one the fuck else did. Uh, we watched Annihilation this evening.
1: And we did want to go see it We in did. Theaters. It was
0: in theaters for literally five seconds.
1: Yeah, by the time, you know, because we weren't able to go see it opening weekend, and it feels like it was out. It
0: vanished immediately. Right. Which is really, really frustrating because I thought this movie was awesome. Well,
1: what what was weird about it, because this was, um, I'm pretty sure this was a Netflix production, right?
0: yes because afterward we were like okay if it's a netflix thing because there was some weirdness it was like it wasn't gonna release in theaters maybe it'll just be on netflix and then it was like only gonna be on netflix uk and it was all very like bizarre so it did end up getting a theatrical release was out for again maybe six seconds you get that first kind of like six seconds of the fucking movie and then it's out yeah, and then we were like, okay, well, it'll pop up on Netflix, and I don't think it's still on Netflix. No, which is like, um,
1: I just, I think it's on Hulu. <laughs> I
0: that, that doesn't make any sense.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it was the weird thing about it was so, I mean, Netflix. I know they want theatrical releases so they can be eligible for Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um according to wikipedia paramount uh released it in the u.s and netflix uh released it in other countries so the whole i mean just the way around how it was set up is kind of odd um but yeah it was very frustrating and then when it did come out and it took a little while to come out at all uh, when it did come out the only place you could get a 4K copy of it was Best Buy, which was really annoying. Yeah. And then they didn't even really have it in stores. I ended up having to order it. Now, I'm muscle kicking myself in the ass because we didn't watch it when we bought it. And I could have bought it for like half the price now. But eh, that's okay. what are you going to do? But, um, yeah. Well, what
0: did you think of the movie? First off, did you enjoy yourself?
1: Um, I did. I feel mind fucked. A little bit,
0: but it's sci-fi. You're supposed to. Yeah, I'm gonna throw something at you and try it on, see how it fits. We're channeling our inner Sean Uh I kind of, as we were going on, looked at it as almost a companion piece to the thing. Okay. I kind I of can see that. Reminded me of that in in several different ways.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Obviously, not as well. No, it's pretty bleak. It's a bleak city. Um, obviously, very, very different uh, thing. Is very much rooted in the horror genre. I would say this was more sci-fi thriller. Yeah, suspenseful. Yeah, because it's just kind of tension, 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 and then the ratcheting l- it up. Yeah, uh, and spoilers, obviously. Uh, and then you get the uh, screaming bear lady, uh, eating people from Chicago. So. <laughs> uh
1: so uh this movie is directed by Alex Garland.
0: Who did Ex Machina, right? He was
1: the director of Ex Machina. He's also written a few movies you may have heard of.
0: Ooh, I'm I'm interested. Or he's
1: at least a writer on them? Uh 28 Days Later. Oh, Sunshine. Oh. Uh Dread. My um, man. And he's credited as a writer on both Ex Machina and this. Um, then there was... Then he was executive producer in a couple of other movies. But, um, so, you know, pretty good pedigree there.
0: I was going to say, I think uh, you've seen most of those movies and you've enjoyed all of them. Yeah. I haven't seen Ex Machina and I haven't seen uh, Sunshine.
1: I really Both of l- which I need yeah. to watch. I really like Ex Machina and uh, <laughs> it, I, I um, you should watch it and it's got very similar feel. Mm. Um, definitely. So, um.
0: But I like a movie that's not like, oh, Natalie Portman saved the day and she's reunited with her husband and everything is great. Mm-hmm. No. Everything's fucked. Awesome. The end. <laughs> we don't always have to have happy endings. You know? And I mean, I don't necessarily think that this is... I think they go out of your their way at the end. She's definitely not her anymore. Right. But she's something more. She's still... Because she didn't uh, uh, blow up like Oscar Isaacs did. Right. So his is truly a doppelganger. But she's just like some sort of unholy amalgamation.
1: Well, the... I, I mean, the... The whole kind of story around it is, it's intentionally meant to be confusing. Yes. And... um
0: Which makes sense, because as they're going through the Shimmer, one of the first things when they get in there, they show that they're camping, and they're like, we don't remember setting up camp. We're going through our food rations, and we've eaten food for like six days. Right. Who knows what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And you could see in the videos that Oscar Isaac's people made they're also very, very disoriented.
1: Mm-hmm. So, it was, uh, a, you know, in, in with all the flashbacks and kind of all that stuff.
0: Even the way it was shot, like, when they were sitting at, uh, uh, when Natalie Portman is first introduced to the other uh, women in the group, mm-hmm. they're, like, shooting her from across the other people. Yeah. Like she it's it's all very kind of detached. Mm-hmm. In a way that like it, it, it adds to the overall feeling of like Yeah. You know. Of yeah. The disorientation.
1: Well, it the whole thing is uncomfortable.
0: Very much so. Yes.
1: I think is a good word for it. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely what they were going for um throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, kind of getting in there to, you, you know, and it's if you look at the end of the movie, and you know, kind of what they're presenting there, um, it, there's it kind of goes back to the science fiction trope of uh, change and evolution is inherent and it's going to come mm-hmm. and get on the fuck board. Right, um, and when it does come, you're not going to be ready for it. No. And no. right, no. so no, you are not. <laughs> now, the the what is interesting about this is to pass, uh, you know, to come up to start theorizing about what happens after it.
0: Well, uh, it's based on books. Is it? Annihilation is the first book, and it's a trilogy, so there are two other books. Oh, okay. So, if you do want to find out what happens after, there's
1: some. There resource. is a way to
0: go in and find out.
2: Ah.
1: Now
0: it's not going to be a situation where we make a sequel that is a complete betrayment of everything that the first movie was.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Boom. I'm talking about uh, Terminator Genesis. I am. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Uh, The movie, I mean, it was shot beautifully. Um, Oh, it's absolutely stunning. um, There is some CG in there that is a little wonky.
0: You know, it's wonky, but it's in a way that, because a lot of it is so alien, Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, oh.
1: The only thing that bothered me uh, was the bear monster thing.
0: Oh, see, that didn't bother me. That,
1: That looked a little off to me. But See,
0: I, I disagree. I thought it looked pretty good.
1: But I did think I did think the way it was shot, and um, particularly if you if you look at um, the HDR elements, mm-hmm. so they incorporated HDR. So uh, you know the movie itself. Now, when
0: you say HDR elements, explain what you mean by that.
1: Um, so high dynamic range. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when you're talking about film versus uh pictures, they mean slightly different things, but the concept is that you're combining uh images for that are high light and low light mm-hmm. into one image, and it gives you this very interesting dreamy quality kind of dream- yeah that's a good way to put it it you know things pop out that they don't look like they should um mm. In photography, um I you know, I'm I'm kinda torn on the practice. Um I'm more of a, a – I uh I'm I more enjoy presenting it as it's seen. But that's just me. The HDR is really effective in like for scientific applications mm-hmm. or um th- like one of the best HDR images I ever see was like the space shuttle taking off and you got composites um and then you can actually see what's going on in motion picture HDR um is supposed to help you see more what how it's actually represented yeah. in a way that um is lost in the the medium of film mm-hmm. um and help to increase those contrasts and the colors um it, the way it's been incorporated in television now it, it can have different effects. Like there's Dolby Vision, um, which sounds like something out of Thirty Rock. Uh, Seinfeld Vision HDR10 is the one. The Ocho. Um, but what what this movie did? Not only did it have the 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 television HDR elements put into it, they incorporated more photographic. Um, high dynamic range elements hmm. and that makes the scene uh, jump out at you in different ways and makes things look unnatural which which they were go- was what they it wanted
0: makes sense exactly
1: Um, the depth of field in this movie is all over the place mm-hmm. and it's very cool oh yeah Um, so they did there's not a ton of dialogue in this movie
0: no, there's not.
1: So you know everything they did had to be visual, which as a film,
0: it's the language of cinema. Should be yes. So exactly. um, you can tell your story through, through, through yeah, through images and framing and lighting and mm-hmm. all that.
1: Um, and I thought what they did establish, um, through exposition was well placed to give you enough to say okay what's going on makes sense in, in the movie's logic
0: well and again that's all I ask for
1: without getting trying to get too detailed
0: because with something like this you can't you have to keep it
1: simpler no you'll die under your own logic
0: exactly you'll collapse under the exactly under the structure it's it's a simple premise. Weird shit's going on in the Shimmer. We've sent a ton of teams in there. No one ever comes out. We're going to try it with, with five women this time. Have at it.
1: They're scientists, Erica. <laughs> Not women. That's just a coincidence. <laughs> uh, it, like Also
0: awesome, though, that it was, you know, a, a team of, like, scientist women that got to go in. Mm-hmm. You know? And just kind of... You didn't really hear a lot about that when this movie first came out. Mm -hmm. For as much as people... As much as we make a big deal about that kind of stuff, I'll include myself in that too because I'm guilty of it as the next person. This movie wasn't really celebrated for that. Right. Which kind of sucks because... Like, we need to go see movies like this. Because if you don't go see movies like this... Well, that we're what, not going to get more movies like this It also
1: wasn't marketed as such
0: Wasn't really marketed at all though. No which
1: was weird You know cause like If you go back to Jesus Christ it was 2016 Ghostbusters came out didn't it
0: I actually re-listened to that podcast today
1: um, We have
0: a new fan and she is working Her way through all of our uh, After the movie episodes Is
1: this fan happen to be a fan fiction fan She is She's uh-huh. my favorite Okay she actually
0: texted me today, and she was like, "I feel an odd sort of solidarity with you because you also thought you were going to get shot at the Ghostbusters when you went and saw Ghostbusters in the theater." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that makes me feel better. I'm not a maniac." Uh, oh.
1: But I think, but I think, like with the Ghostbusters movie, they made a really big deal out of the fact that it was all women.
0: Well, you also had with Ghostbusters it's so loaded and we did talk about this on that episode because you couldn't come at it even if let's say it's a remake of a beloved property. Right. Full stop you just shouldn't do that. No. You just leave it alone, re-release the original. So you can have that feeling but then you can't be pissy that it's all women playing it. Right. And I think that message got so muddled because not only did people get so defensive about it, but there were people who genuinely were out there being like, "No, fuck, I'm not going to see it because it's bitches," you yeah. know. So it's like,
1: so you, you, you though would, I
0: still maintain it was a good movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I w- I don't I would like I'd rewatch it. I w- what I'll say about Ghostbusters and I believe I said this on the podcast at the time is I enjoyed it way more in the theater than I thought I would, and I laughed at the time. We were laughing. And that's what matters.
0: Exactly. We weren't mad we went to the movies.
1: I've not had any desire to rewatch it. But. No. But I enjoyed
0: it at the time. But Annihilation.
1: But Annihilation. Um, There's
0: some connective tissue. There is there.
1: some connective tissue. But. No. Uh, because you
0: do have to wonder, which sucks that you have to wonder it, but if it was all dudes, I, I don't know that it would have done better because I think it's just a little too heady.
1: Yeah, this is just way too hard sci-fi but, for mass audiences. Yes,
0: definitely. It does almost seem like something that Netflix would release on Netflix. Yeah. You know? Where well, not- it makes sense. Right, exactly. So what I wonder then is how did it... Because w- obviously they read the book, and from what I understand, the book is fairly similar to the movie. Mm-hmm. So were they just kind of like... Yeah, go ahead Alex, go do your thing. And then when they came back, they were like, "Oh fuck."
1: Well, here's what's interesting cuz Paramount was involved in the US distribution. So, um you know, what was the what was the structure for getting this film made? Who had inputs into it, you know, Net- was Netflix even really in charge or were they just European distribution?
0: No, but even if Paramount was involved, movies like you don't get a lot of movies like this no that are very you know kind of quiet and more subdued and you have like I don't even think you can call them action sequences it's just stuff happens yeah you know and it's just very you don't get a clear explanation It it's and it's just kind of you gotta you can go out and have a conversation over like beer or coffee afterward yeah and people don't like that
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I do I do have respect for the movie that's just big, dumb, popcorn oh, flick that I oh, don't have to think about.
0: Oh, Robert. Hobbs course, and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Please. But. There's a time and a place. I'm just saying that's a mass audience movie. This is not a mass audience movie. This is nowhere
1: movie. near a mass audience no, movie.
0: No, I know maybe a couple people I would recommend this to. But this is not something that I would force someone to sit down and watch. No. Like I'm doing with Pacific Rim this weekend. Mm. Love you, Sheila. <laughs> She's gonna hate it. But I'm making ramen, so hopefully that'll be a nice, a nice balance. Are you, are you
1: gonna do the ramen noodles from scratch?
0: You know I've been debating, and I think I will.
1: You gonna try it? Yeah, I think I am gonna try. Buy some backup ramen.
0: Yeah. I, oh, I it right, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not gonna worry about that. You always got noodles in the house. I also you see what a, those guys
1: do? It's like...
0: Babish actually made some on his show, so I'm going to follow how he does it. Mm. So, he's got my back, man. Done a couple of his bread recipes. will be okay. I like to
1: make egg noodles.
0: Yeah, I'd be into that.
1: I like those. those I bought a... Butter.
0: Fuck ton of pork belly, so... Oh, yeah? Yeah. There is a slab of it in the fridge. Not nearly as expensive as I thought it was. Not cheap, mind you, mm. but not nearly as expensive as I thought it was. So the dumbest thing I spent money on today.
1: The dumbest thing is food. No, it's not. Oh, you're saying it's I'm not.
0: saying it's not the dumbest thing oh, I spent oh, okay. money on today. Okay, no, Roberts,
1: Roberts. Got it. <laughs> I was I was I was a little confused <laughs> for a moment there, but.
0: Uh, but annihilation.
1: But annihilation. Uh, did, what did you think of the cast?
0: I dug the cast. I thought everybody was a little, not subdued, but you could see how being in that environment broke them down. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I, I, I enjoyed, um, well, Natalie Portman, I think, is amazing in this movie. I think she does a really good job, and she has that kind of understatedness to her that I think puts some people off. hmm but when it's applied correctly, I think it's really, really good. Because mm-hmm. then, in those moments where she does lose it, like you have that moment when she's alone in the forest where she's just like openly sobbing, I think it it punches you more. Sure. You know, and I think you you're seeing her in a situation where she has kind of numbed herself to everything, so her particular brand of of subdued just kind of works. Hmm. Um. I thought Tessa Thompson was great. Um, you know, playing a little bit different of a character than we're kind of, you know, than we've encountered her in before. Very different from Westworld. Very different from Valkyrie. Um, she's not dead, is she? Like, they didn't just kill Valkyrie. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with she's alive. Because I'd be really pissed off if she's Well, uh,
1: we haven't seen her dead.
0: We haven't seen the body, no. Annihilation. Um, I thought the therapist woman was uh, good in that also very like, no, like, I'm dying. I need to figure this out. And I liked how they just kind of dropped that in there. They Mm -hmm. didn't make a huge deal about
1: it. Well, I mean, they they establish um, in the scene on the boats that basically everyone there... Is broken in some way. Is broken because
0: you're not volunteering for a suicide mission if you're not if you're not broken in some way.
1: Mm-hmm. So you know that that was good, um, and it was intre- well, and it
0: made sense, right? Because you're not e- even the way you saw Oscar Isaac like he was very how lovey dovey they were kind of in those first couple scenes between the two of them in the flashbacks, mm-hmm. and then as he gets closer to his deployment. I mean, they say he... I don't know if she was lying that he knew about the affair. Or if that occurred while he was gone. I wasn't too sure on the timeline on that. Or if she was just saying that to get... Uh, I think the guy's name was Dan. The fuck out of her house.
1: I'm assuming... The way I read it... Was that he did find out... Um, before he deployed. Okay. Um, and I'm going... You know, it's a little bit of a leap... There, but I'm going mostly based on the logic Order. of the movie um that and uh, kind of off the ending actually, where you've got you know at the end they both have essentially killed a part of themselves mm-hmm. um and merged with this alien alien thing, thing and so. That's kind of where I'm going with that. Mm-hmm. And they've killed that no, yeah, I shitty can see side that. of them.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure.
1: Which is why it's like, it's it's not like, it this movie is bleak. Um But not
0: bleak in the way the thing is bleak.
1: No, not bleak in the way the thing is bleak. Or like, you know, um 28 weeks later is bleak.
0: I never saw 28 weeks later. I saw twenty days later.
1: I never saw 28 Days Later.
0: How? The movie's great.
1: I've seen 28 How did you
0: see 28 Weeks Later and you didn't see 28 Days Later?
1: <laughs> I'm going to
0: see the substandard sequel.
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Bob. To this
0: critically acclaimed <laughs> movie.
1: Um, have we met?
0: It, many times. <laughs> I'd be like watching Pacific Rim Uprising without watching Pacific Rim.
1: You know there are people who did.
0: Yeah, I know. And I'm making it my life's mission now. To annihilate them, (laughs) I don't know how, but I will. With my love of fan fiction,
1: annihilation. Um, I did. I did appreciate though that they didn't. Hey, this movie actually starts the same way that the thing starts, with mm -hmm. a spaceship flying in and crashing. Was it a
0: spaceship or was it a? uh, Are we going spaceship? I assumed it was just an asteroid.
1: Uh, I'm going spaceship. I don't know. Okay. But you know, you know what I was thinking about um the aesthetic of this movie has a, it's like a weird mix of Guillermo and um Geiger. Well, the 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 space beneath
0: the lighthouse definitely Geiger. definitely owes something to to um uh Alien for yeah. sure. Because as soon as she like, steps down there, you're like, oh, oh, alien. I mean, the alien hive. Okay. Yeah. And that's fine. I didn't. It was just kind of an, oh, all right. Because mm-hmm. I thought the aesthetic of everything else was different enough. It was enough. very different. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did a lot of cool things visually with the idea of, you know, it, it this alien pathogen kind of recreating,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or uh, what did they say? It was like a prism, where it was like taking everything that it had in there and just refracting it. So you had like the crystalline trees. You had the plants that were growing in the shape of humans, uh, Tessa Thompson turning into a a, a plant, I'm assuming. Um, and uh, uh, what was the woman's name? It wasn't Stephanie, was it? The one who got ripped away by the bear and then like,
1: oh yeah, assimilated into
0: the bear. That was great. She's screaming outside. oh fuck. that was cool. Even have the scene where you tie everybody down to a chair and you rant like a crazy person.
1: Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Let's <laughs> um, we'll talk about sound for a minute. Sure. Um, this, there was no score. Really.
0: There is at the end.
1: A little bit.
0: But it's mostly that sort of. Very synthy, very sort of otherworldly, more discordant Mm -hmm. music. I don't even think you can call it music. It's just more... Sounds. Sounds, right. And when you get the... uh, I guess you could call it like the incubator pod after the doctor uh, or the uh, therapist explodes. uh, And it kind of all comes together. Almost like very Nebula-esque hmm very kind of creating of new stars and galaxies, which I thought was pretty cool um you are getting some underlying music there,
1: yeah, but it's I
0: more just to kind of
1: to me the way I kind of interpreted um the music in this movie was the sounds that this world is outputting mm-hmm. and um you know i didn't I didn't really think of the music so much as you know, as a score, as much as this is just part of the environment.
0: Right. Well, even when they use the, um, there's that song at the beginning where she's, she's painting the bedroom. Yes. And it goes from, uh, diegetic to non-diegetic, mm-hmm. right? I might've gotten those confused, but where it's just playing as if it's in the movie and she doesn't hear it, but then it moves to, it's actually, she's listening to it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, Those stairs, too, because they they mirror those stairs in that house they stay in where the bear attacks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what are we doing with this? Because that's the exact same staircase. Mm -hmm. What's what's going on here? So I thought, uh, there's some interesting, like, like a lot of shots are through glass or through um, looking at people through things. Uh, They do the stuff with the... um, water a couple times in the yep. movie especially at the end where you see it's refracting differently mm-hmm. um to kind of go off of uh them using that shot at the beginning of the movie um because i don't think oscar isaac's hands were different they were the proper way in the cup but when she comes back at the end her hands are different in the refraction if memory serves
1: there, there are a number of things throughout the movie that are, um, that are not congruent, and, um, some of it, like just the way the movie is, sometimes it's hard to tell if it's, um, if it's intentional or not. I would hazard,
0: I would err on the side of it's intentional.
1: For the most part. With like this th-
0: movie especially, I would say it's intentional.
1: I th- there was like one moment um, early in the movie where they're talking about the lighthouse and they say, um, I think, Blackwater National Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within the, when they're in the shimmer, they say, we're in the state park. Which is one of those things that's like, that could be, or that's. You know, it could be either way. Right. You know. So, it, it it's... I, I think you're right. I think for the vast majority of the, anything that's different is intentional.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Something like that, though, it could it could it, have just been somebody... Right. Right.
1: Exactly. So, but it's hard to tell.
0: Oh, right, right. Because there is that whole... It's just very disorienting. They establish that they're having memory issues. You know, shit's going like... It's popping off.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. It, it also had a a lot of uh, a lot of the feeling of Arrival.
0: Very similar. Yeah, that's sort of without the the ever-present uber sadness that Arrival comes at you with. Uh, I I don't think I've cried more. <laughs> <laughs> in a movie in a very long time than while watching Arrival, mostly because I had read the short story beforehand and I knew what was going on, but it was like, oh my God, what are you doing to me, Amy Adams? Um, But no, and, uh, well, I think Arrival did do well, though, didn't it? Well enough. Well enough, yeah. So maybe there's not, because that's heady sci-fi, too. You know, I mean, yeah. it comes in with kind of the schmaltzy love shit that, whatever i mean again it made me cry but um uh so there's hope for heady sci-fi still just depending on the way that it's packaged
1: yeah well in arrival arrival while it is depressing as fuck
0: it's depressing but in a way it's 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 not hopeful but it's like I can see the way that my life's sort of journey is supposed to to supposed to go and in theory I could change because I do know
1: see I don't think i I disagree with that with the rival see
0: no I think I take it as she you always choose
1: well the way to, to experience the, way, the love well that's yeah that, that's the thing with the it's like I know it's gonna happen but it's worth it right to get to that point right um, so... So maybe
0: she doesn't have choice, but it is... The suffering is worth what she experiences with her daughter.
1: So, but whereas this is just...
0: Oh, no, yeah, this is just bleak as fuck. Yeah. though so- a, a, a body shaped like Oscar Isaac is around, and he's slicking his hair back like a badass, so you could do worse.
1: <laughs> um... I need to get this uh, this list of movies again. I mean, but it's also
0: I mean, like we were talking about the disorienting stuff. I mean, you see that through Natalie Portman's character too, because they're taking Oscar Isaac to the what was his the name Kane, Kane. was his name. They're taking him to the hospital after he starts like coughing up blood, and the G Men come like out of a fucking X Files episode, and they like ram the ambulance off the road. She gets hit with a tranquilizer, and then it's like, oh, now you're at this random military installation. So <laughs> enjoy that.
1: So uh, Alex Garland, mm-hmm. um, who's British, I mean, he had to be, right? There was no way he wasn't going to be British. Correct. Um, uh, let's look at this again. Uh, 28 days later, um, dark as fuck. Um, I haven't seen it, but. I
0: vaguely remember that having an ending that isn't like. I mean, it's not cheerful, but it's not like, oh, God.
1: But it's a zombie movie. It's a zombie movie, right. Sunshine.
0: I believe that has a... Well, no, because don't they ultimately reignite the sun?
1: They do, but it's a bleak it's fucking bleak movie. It's bleak as fuck, yes. Um, 28 weeks later, yeah. bleak as fuck. Sure. Um, I think Idris is... Or evidently, it's Idris, not Idris.
0: Well... But part of the jam is we pronounce names wrong. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mr. Elba. Yeah, I believe he's... The bad guy. (laughs) He's
1: in that bad guy. Um,
0: God damn it. They can't come fast enough, Bob.
1: Never Let Me Go. I've never seen that. I know nothing about it. Never
0: Let Me Go. I think that's the one that's based on a novel. I want to say Kieran Knightley uh, is stars in it, and it's... um, uh, I think it's... I could be thinking of a different one, but they're...
1: No, you got it right.
0: Raising people to harvest for, like, organs.
1: So, bleak as fuck. Bleak
0: as fuck, yes.
1: Uh, Dread. Awesome. But bleak as fuck. But funny. bleak as fuck. Um, I haven't
0: be- watched that on the TV downstairs yet. Big, I gotta get on that.
1: Big Game, which is... What the fuck is this? League Samuel L. Jackson? No idea. Never heard of it. And there's a 747... There's Air Force One in the poster... <laughs> Um, okay. I have no idea what that is. Put it on the list. Ex Machina, which is bleak as fuck. And then this, which is... This guy is just bleak.
0: Yeah, Some people are like that. They know what they like, and they're just gonna stick with it. <laughs>
1: um, so yeah. Good movie.
0: It was. I'm a little mad we waited as long as we did to watch it, Uh, like I said. Um... But I mean, it just didn't. I I don't know why it just didn't really jive with the schedule or whatever. But I, mm-hmm. I also think you have to be in the right mood to watch this movie. Um, it, it's not something you're gonna make some popcorn for and like.
1: No, and then... I mean, you brought up the comparison to The Thing, and it is a uh, uh, a spiritual sibling. Yes. To The Thing. Yes. Uh, There's
0: some similarities there. What the assimilations and. Right the 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 isolation and the you know the quiet and the thing alien being coming in and like taking over
1: but you can totally do a, uh, go make a thing of popcorn and go watch the thing
0: oh yes yes you can
1: so you know but you know the, you're very right like this is a very specific mood
0: because there's there's moments in the thing where, where where we're destroying the computer calling it a cheating bitch. Mac wants the flamethrower. Mac wants the what? You know, there's there's moments in that that are amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't know that there's... Not to say that uh, Annihilation isn't good, but it doesn't have those same sort of... I'll call them campy moments, for mm-hmm. lack of a better, a better term. But, um, no, yeah, as we were watching, I was just like, this is very, very, very similar. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the scene with uh, her doppelganger? At the end, with kind of the mirroring, really everything in the lighthouse.
1: Uh, everything in the lighthouse is weird as fuck. Yes, <laughs> trippy as shit. Um, well, did
0: you notice when the doctor, or the therapist, was kind of live looking up at the sky? She didn't have eyes.
1: Yeah, I saw that.
0: Which was like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. No, uh, I did notice that. Uh, just everything going on in there. Was designed to confuse you yes and i'm okay with that
0: right well because like we said earlier it's a movie designed not even designed to but you can go out have a cup of coffee and discuss this for hours Mm -hmm. i mean just imagery alone like that that room down there is basically a womb and the entrance out is like a birthing canal i mean yeah you could get
2: well
1: the You que- could get all crazy the, up with that. The question that I have is was whatever was the that process that the alien was going through. Um was that was it very intentionally picking traits? Was it was it splitting things in a specific way? Was it, uh, so how intentional was it working? Right. Um Well because
0: we saw it did the same thing with Oscar Isaac. Right. With Kane. When you yeah. went down there.
1: But then the doctor just killed, disintegrated, or used as a well, base. Well,
0: she also was sick, though. Right. So that could have maybe played into it a little bit. Right. Because it's like, oh, she has cancer. She's dying. This might not be, this might not make sense to emulate this.
1: Right. So it is. It's, it does seem like, you know, it was kind of an intelligent, um, process, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um. But then you know why with the the spreading uh, shimmer that at the end of the movie's gone. Um.
0: Well, the the shimmer the, like the spreading shimmer is gone, but it's still in Oscar it's Isaac still and in, yeah, and Natalie it's Portman. still in them, right?
1: um and could it it did it end then did it did it let it get burnt by phosphorus at that point because it's emulating the gender binary of humans
0: who knows I well, mean you know because s-
1: they could have just it could have stayed there and just kept um kept uh, uh Consuming more mm-hmm. and more, um, you know, they tried to play it off like this was a grand trick with the phosphorus grenade at the end, but you know,
0: well, and I mean, it's it's already in like just because the lighthouse is gone, you still have those mutations with the animals, with all of the wildlife, like there's still shit that's jacked, right? I mean, in theory, that didn't all burn.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that, we saw that's the uncre- cri- unclear. We saw the, the crystal, crystal trees. trees
0: burn, but in, it, it that almost seemed like those sprung up from the, the root systems that were coming out from the lighthouse. Right. And that's why that kind of collapsed. But even when they did, you still saw kind of, you know, ash and like uh, particles kind of coming off of it. So that's not to say... That it isn't spreading. It's just spreading in a different way. It's learned to evolve again. You know, not only embedding itself in Natalie Portman to get out, Mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, other ways as well. Adapting.
1: Adaptability.
0: Mm -hmm. Because, right, you can tamp down a virus, but if there's still a couple cells of it left, it can still... Mutate and take everything over.
1: Um, did they have um, enough cancer references?
0: Can you ever have enough cancer references? I could done with a few more uh, images of cells splitting. I don't <laughs> think we had enough of those. <laughs> I do appreciate how much you hate like the body horror aspects of stuff. Oh yeah. You cannot watch people cutting each other people up.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> No, not at all. I'm sitting there, like,
0: eating my dinner, and Bob's like, Ugh, I can't
1: look. Oh, it's gross.
0: Yeah. More than anything, I'm just impressed by the uh, the practical effect of it. Because I do believe the, not the stuff swirling around inside, but the actual cutting open of the stomach looked practical to me. Hmm. I love that kind of shit. So how do they do that? That's rad. <sniffs> but uh also interesting though the like what was happening to the soldier like what because it looked like there was some like tentacle monster in there now
1: right and then like when they discover the pool it's almost like it looks like something out of the last of us
0: very last of us yes
1: right like Mm -hmm. so
0: really cool imagery
1: yeah a lot of really cool
0: like, just the, the set design in this, I think, is worth watching the movie for, because some of the ideas that they have, and the it's a very beautiful movie, mm-hmm. and you know, um, the some of the lichen, and the kind of moss, like the multicolored moss that grows, that you see a, a fair amount, and just the, some of the creature designs. The, the boom and bear was outstanding. Like, that was just great. That screaming was amazing. Um, a really, like, interesting idea. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was solid and um, probably would go back and revisit. I don't know that it's something that I'm going to go back and watch a ton. But I would go back and sit through it again and probably just try and, you know. Because it kept me engaged. I didn't go for mm-hmm. my phone. I think I checked the time maybe once. And then, uh, but for the most part, it had me, mm-hmm. which I personally I think is one of the biggest indicator of if a movie is is good or not. If you're not staring at your phone the whole time, sure. Do you not agree with me?
1: No, I mean I'm just ADD, and
0: ADD. Am I
1: dying?
0: dying? Um, have we recommended Clone High on this on this <laughs> I'm podcast. Sure, we have go fucking watch Clone High. Uh,
1: no, I'm just ADD, and if. I can't help but look. Robert,
0: if I can tear well. myself away from fan fiction for an evening to watch a movie, you, you can tear yourself away from your phone.
1: Well, then I got to put my phone somewhere else. I can't. I, I can't. I can't fiddle with it. No, it was good. And, um, you know, and I remember, like, very specifically, like, trying to, like, thinking, okay, this is one where I'm, I want to watch. I want to try and catch all the details and... Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that so well
0: and they do kind of because ca- ca- there's a lot of flashbacks like the whole movie is told as a flashback yes because I think we start right with her getting questioned in the room so you know if something has happened mm-hmm. you know that she's gone and come back from the shimmer and that like everyone in the base is in Blue. quarantine and you know staring at her
1: I blew myself
0: I uh, could make a reference, but I'm not going to. Okay, I'm reining it in. Rain it in because I'm a fucking professional. Um, <laughs> um, uh. So you you kind of know where it's going. Mm-hmm. It's just the journey of of how you get there. Mm-hmm. And I think using the um, the uh, flashbacks and the time stuff really you kind of, like you said earlier goes to the disorienting feeling you kind of get from the entire movie Mm -hmm. like even like the shots where you'd be like in like really really dark shots right like at night and whatever and then they hit you with like the really bright one then like
1: right after right after was
0: disorienting Mm -hmm. and I I think that that was intentional
1: I have had to guess yeah
0: yeah Mm -hmm. there are certain directors where it's like and I think this guy is one of them where it's like oh that's a choice being made there Mm-hmm. or, you know, whoever he decides to kind of align himself with to make his movie, the editors, the directors of photography. You get a sense that there's a real cohesive sort of, we're so all working together on this to kind of execute the vision.
1: So this was this director's second movie um, that he actually directed, um, Ex Machina being the first. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can definitely see a lot of influence um, From the crews he's worked on uh, with movies, he was a writer. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, I'll be interested to see what he does next.
0: Did he have anything on the.
1: There was nothing listed. Okay. Um,
0: Well, there was a decent break between Ex Mahina and this, wasn't there? Mm -hmm. When did Ex Mahina come out?
1: Oh, when did that come out?
0: 2013 ish?
1: Let's see. Da, 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 da.
0: I don't remember.
1: Why don't you remember? I
0: don't know, I have a very bad memory. 2014. Oh, okay.
1: So, yeah, it, it it has been a minute. Um you know
0: Well, I mean, this came out at the beginning of 2018. So,
1: 4 years? Yeah. So, um you know, we'll see um if it did well enough for him to get another gig. I think he'll be okay. As uh as a director. I think he'll be okay. But You know, probably. I I mean, I would think so. Based on what I've watched. But, you know... It's very,
0: very weird to me that they didn't put anything behind the movie at all. It's always very weird to see that. Because it's like, you guys... And I'm glad they didn't step in. Because if somebody had stepped in and been like, you need to make this less weird, it would have been a bad movie. I mean,
1: this is the weird... It kind of follows the same strokes. Like, you get... With these um, kind of oddball British directors. Um, like Danny Boyle. Mm-hmm. Now, some of his stuff is very well promoted. Uh, you know, Train Spotting was well promoted. But then, like, A Sunshine didn't get a ton of press. You didn't really find out about it until after the. F- I didn't find out about it until I saw it on DVD.
0: No, it was not a smaller, though, kind of like indie movie. I mean, so was Train Spotting. Train Spotting wasn't like. Like *Slumdog Millionaire* was because they were like pushing for an Oscar, but I don't think *Train Spotting*. *Train Spotting* became like a thing, like
1: after the it fact. was like a
0: smaller indie movie too.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: It's just kind of a cult classic now.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Which I do think this is destined for.
1: Everyone, so everyone I know who's seen it has liked it, um, but it's definitely one of those movies where. People who are going to go see it are looking for this, you know?
0: Yes. Yes. Well, because you've, you've read about it, you've heard about it, you know what you're kind of getting into and you know if it's your jam or not. And this is definitely not everybody's jam. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. So.
0: But I would recommend it highly.
1: Um, I think this is one where I would recommend you watch the trailer and if the trailer intrigues you, watch the movie. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. Yeah.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. I think we did see the trailer in theaters. We may have. I feel like we did, but.
1: And I would say if you watch the trailer and you, you're not thrilled by the trailer, don't watch it. Interesting. I, I don't think. I I think if the, the just the premise of the movie does not intrigue you, that it's probably not for you.
0: I think that's that's fair.
1: You know, uh, the only exception would be is, you know, if you like Sunshine, if you like Sex Machina, and for some reason the trailer just doesn't do it for you, then I would say also.
0: Well, if you're a fan of this guy's work, then check it out, you know. Yeah. But if you're Um, not, then avoid. Yeah. But I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I wasn't mad I watched
2: it.
1: No.
0: Bob, where does this fall on your hot dog scale?
1: Oh, this is a tough one Mm. for the hot dog scale. Ooh. Um dog? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, no. Crift dog is like that's your that's like your Fast and Furious movies. Just (laughs) overindulgence. Way like I'm too sorry. greasy. Is
0: that bacon wrapped around your hot dog. <laughs> oh, it is.
1: <laughs> it's a deep fried.
0: Oh, we'll fire that sun bitch up and throw it at my head.
1: No, what what kind of hot dog is a movie like this? I don't know. That's why I asked. This is like, this is your friend who's like, I'm gonna do hot dogs, but do it fancy, and. You know, they bring out, like, fancy mustard. I feel like I'm being put on blast here. I'm not putting you on blast (laughs) here. (laughs) Mm, No. When have you ever done fancy hot dogs?
0: I've never done fancy hot dogs, but I've done fancy other things that shouldn't be fancy.
1: No. I'm going to summon Gritty. Oh, where is Gritty? He'll take my side. Now wait... (laughs) I, I'm, I'm, strugg- I'm struggling.
2: Waiting to terrify See, I'm, I'm a small struggling, child. I'm
1: struggling to put this on a hot dog scale because this movie is not a hot dog.
0: It's a corn dog. Bagel dog.
1: No, what? Tot dog. <laughs> this, this, this. No, this is like... This is this mo- like trying to put this movie on a hot dog scales would be like arguing that a hot dog is a sandwich.
0: Oh, just patently ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I mean I, this.
0: Can we talk about that for a second? Like, <laughs> no, a hot dog All is right? not a sandwich. No. It's a hot dog. A hot dog is a hot dog. All right. I could see you maybe arguing that a hamburger is a sandwich because essentially it is, but a hot dog is not a sandwich. But
1: uh, so full stop. I, I do I, the only thing I, I'll I'll. Concede is that it's weird that there's not a term for an encased meat there on is. a bun,
0: a hot dog or a sausage. Oh, on a bun.
1: On a bun. Okay, well, it hot could dog, be, well, sausage on a bun.
0: Sausage on a roll doesn't need a name. It doesn't conform to your system, so we throw it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> So, are you just unable to answer the question? This is a first un after the movie, ladies and gentlemen. Just, I, you know, Bob is always able to scale it, even if he says something that he said before. But it doesn't necessarily equate because the moon is in a different position in the sky.
1: You know what I think it is? I think it like we talked about. This isn't a popcorn movie at all. Mm-hmm. I I think if I think if you're not a popcorn movie, if like you can't. Like, I I feel weird eating popcorn watching this movie. This
0: feels like a cop-out, Bob. It just feels like a cop-out.
1: How is it a cop-out?
0: No, you know what? If you can't think of anything, it's fine. I put you on the spot. You didn't think it was coming? That's all right. You've just failed our listeners.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Yes, darling. I've not failed our listeners.
0: Mm, I think they come to expect the hot dog scale, Bob. Some of them love it. Someone is sitting listening to this podcast right now so disappointed that you didn't put it on the hot dog scale.
1: (laughs) You know what this is? (laughs) What is is a Hebrew national dog? There
0: we go. We got there. No explanation. (laughs) It's just a Hebrew national dog. But you don't like Hebrew national dogs. They're... that you have told me you don't like them because I have purchased them before and I have gotten shit for it. I bought the dog. True or false? No, it's true. true.
1: Hey, get that down. <laughs> I
0: love how much this has stumped you. This is,
1: it, well, it's hard because it's like, it's just like, so the the whole idea behind a hot dog scale is the hot dog is fun. And movies are fun.
0: Are you suggesting this was not a fun movie? No, it wasn't at all.
1: (laughs) You know, this this is a brat. It is delicious. It's flavorful. I don't always want a brat, though.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: I want, you know, I always want um, some mystery meat that we assume is pork, encased in probably plastics and steamed <laughs> cat <gut>. put <laughs> into a, uh, a sesame seed bun uh a poppy seed bun with uh
0: like sesame seeds
1: with um although i could do that uh oh, get into some a relish bun, and but. mustard that's what i normally want uh, but every now and then a really good brat get you there it's tasty but it, but it's not fun it's not like a cheddar brat cheddar brats are fun Ugh. Cheddar brat <laughs> <repulsive. laughs> soup. <laughs> so cheddar bro- uh, So a br- uh, uh, brat. That's as close as we're getting on the hot dog scale okay. for this movie, which means we have in- introduced the world of sausages <laughs> into this discussion. But I think that was inevitable, <laughs> because I mean, there's only so many hot. So if a movie's not fun, it falls into the sausage realm. Of encased meats going on buns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have a question that I want to ask you, but I don't want the podcast to go on another 15 minutes. <laughs> no, you don't. Fuck it. Pacific Rim Uprising. What are you putting that on your hot dog scale?
1: Pacific Rim Uprising. We never did that one. Oh, that is definitely like... That's your 7-Eleven dog.
0: <laughs> no, you've said the 7-Eleven dog is like the bare minimum. Okay, for goodness. it is
1: you're right. You're right.
0: See, you're hoping that I don't remember this shit, so <laughs> you can just say whatever the fuck you want. Little you're do right. you know you're right. I remember the most inane,
1: stupid shit. This is this is not the 7-Eleven roller food hot dog. This is the speedway Oof. roller food hot dog.
0: Woof. <laughs> that's, that's not where you want to be.
1: Those are vile. I've had those. Ugh. Oh, and they are so... And I'm like, well, the 7 one's not that bad. No. No. So
0: a gas station hot dog.
1: <laughs> do not get...
0: Do not get a gas station hot dog. Unless, Unless it's specifically a 7-Eleven gas station.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to do it in the future. I know. I know, I know it's going to happen. I know.
0: Just like I know I'm probably going to end up watching that movie again, Bob. I've been thinking about it.
1: Why? I Why don't, would you it? I about don't
0: know! It?
1: Research. I well no well we know that your um, entire energy source yes. is hate it is so that's true that makes I have
0: to re up every now and again yeah. that's 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 very, very like your true.
1: mitzvah
0: and <laughs> recharge that mitzvah back.
1: <laughs> I've never even seen that you just quote it so often That's
0: my favorite line from that entire show like. Curb Your Enthusiasm it has so many great lines, but recharge your mitzvah. It's <laughs> the best. But I've had a bar mitzvah three times.
1: Okay, Why? so what do we what do we establish tonight? <laughs> uh, Annihilation is a good movie. It is a brought worse. You
2: gotta recharge your mitzvah.
1: <laughs> you gotta recharge your mitzvah. And Pacific Rim Uprising is a Speedway hot dog. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs>
0: Waiting for me to say something else.
1: You always close the podcast. I said
0: thank you, good night. I'm losing my shit over here. <laughs> thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for <laughs> joining us. <laughs> and we, uh, what do we got on the horizon, Bob? We've talked. We need to do an episode on the Predator.
1: Yeah, the Predator. Uh. And we
0: really enjoyed our uh, overindulgent Pacific Rim episode, so we've been discussing a couple more of those, specifically. Bob's favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Which we could probably talk about for four hours.
1: We could talk about for four hours right now without even re-watching the movie. Oh,
0: I was actually, if we didn't want to watch Annihilation tonight, I was going to suggest that we just sit down in Choco about Jurassic Park for the episode. Because <laughs> I think we've seen that so many times. What well, you could recite it verbatim from, from memory. And I think I could get there pretty well myself. Dotson. Dotson. We've got Dotson here. Nobody cares. Sorry. Should be in the episode. Nice hat. <laughs> okay, this is just evolving into quotes. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as always, uh, go check out the battery of uh, Team Puma Knife podcast. We've got subtle Interference. Uh, we've got Improvised Weapons. Oof, I Wrote That is back in updating. Beyond the Red Waste will be coming back shortly with some uh, new content because we've got that new season of Game of Thrones coming up. Uh, we might get a little creative with some of that just because, like, yeah, we got to do something different.
1: Cause, for Game of Thrones?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm of the mind that we should invite more guests on. And for that final episode, I really want to do, like, a big thing. You know, like, have a big party. And I just thank
1: God we don't have to keep watching this that, party. That
0: and, like, just have, like, filter people in throughout the conversation. Do, like, a live podcast for our friends. Two people will show up and it will be terrible. But... We have four microphones, so it'll work. (laughs) We have to use that fourth microphone eventually, but We're going to do it. Someday. Uh, Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, and we will talk to you next week.
1: Bye.